There we go. Okay. Welcome, everybody. This is another interview on BDSM Noir, and I have my guest today named Ronan. I want to know how you feel today, and uh, how you feel about BDSM in general. Okay. Um, well, thank you for, very much for having me. I appreciate it. Um, it's kind of cool to be on some uh, show like this. Um, I'm feeling pretty good right now. Um, you know, um, got off of work, about to head to the gym, you know, get that, work, okay. you know, get that sweat in. Feel like it's necessary kind of um, on some days but i'm um, feeling pretty good today um as far as bdsm how i'm feeling about that um it's like a uh it's it's always a i feel like a privilege to be able to do it on a regular basis because you know um some people don't get to do what they want you know as far as passion you know like I love doing what I do as far as you know um kink wise um and I feel like uh, when I get a chance to do to do it I'm just grateful um but yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, grateful I get a chance to and um, I love doing what I do so how did you get started into the world of BDSM okay um um so there's kind of two sides to that story um there's the day that i got into the community itself and then there's the day um well the incident or the uh, series of events that led me to rope and i normally like to tell it like this um um, basically a friend of mine um was kind of scared to go to the local dungeon and they wanted you know somebody who got to have their back so they sent me a message. It was like, "Hey, come with me." Like, it wasn't anything that I was particularly interested in, um, but it was like, "I get to see boobs." All right, cool. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so I went, you know, and like, you know, at first it was like really sketchy because it was in like a row of warehouses, and you know, the door had like a light, like a red light. Um, and I thought that was really creepy, but we went in, met some really cool people, and um, yeah, I've been into like in the community ever since, off and on. You know, it's good to take breaks from now, from now and then, but off and on. Um, but the other side of that story is um, how I got into rope, which is very specific. I feel oh. like and kind of deserves its own telling. So oh. um, I got into, huh? I'm all, I'm with them all here. I'm like, hit the story here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I was actually dating somebody who, you know, um, who was actually in the community and uh, they wanted, well, they were pretty into the rope scheme. Um, I wasn't at that time, but, you know, and as an effort to uh, kind of get to know them and, um, you know, kind of relate to them, I started learning rope. Not very enthusiastic at first, but yeah, I started learning rope. Um, Initially, um, this person didn't allow me to tie them. So I had to like kind of go out and seek out um, uh, possible bottoms and whatnot. All right. Um, I eventually, you know, very gradually learned and progressed and kept moving forward, but you know, not at that rapid of a speed. The catalyst, the change, what I consider like the, uh, the what made me the rope top that I am right now is that she broke up with me. 
Oh, no. <laughs> and, uh, like, you know, obviously, like any distraught ex, I kind of like drowned myself in self pity and, you know, wallowing, wallowing. Um, at one point, I just had the thought of, like, there's this thing that I have started and I won't stop it until I'm good at it. I won't say the best at it, but very, very good at it. So yeah. I practiced it at home. I I practiced when I could. Uh, outside of it, I tied it to the dungeons. I tied it to public, like in like uh, parks and stuff. Like I was practicing all the time. Like it was almost an obsession. And um, to this day, she still hasn't tied with me. But I literally t- learned my motivation to learn how to tie was out of spite. So because I wanted her, I wanted her to see me do what I do now. Um, be like I should have let him tie me. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh wow! Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I guess that'll do that, right? Yeah, I, I can see that work. That, that's a it's like an origin story to a BDSM comic book or something, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, well, I, I get besides the rope. What would be to you a hard limit in the BDSM community? What would be um, kinks for you? What would be a hard limit, like a like a red or something like that? Is that what? It's, it's totally, totally, totally off for you. Um, let's see here. I mean, death. Yeah, I think I think, I think <laughs> like, that would don't do kill it. me. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think don't that, kill me. I think that would do it. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's basically all I have right now as far as um, hard limits. All right, all right. Like, don't like, um, don't like uh, try to, you know, cut my arms off or anything. Yeah, we we, we, hold, we on. Kind of... hold on, just a second. All right. Sorry about that. No big deal. But yeah, um, what would you say? Uh... What was it like for you in the BDSM dynamic? And was it easier for you to do in casual, play partners, or relationships? Um, well, I mean, I feel like it's an amalgamation of like all three of those situations. Um, um I mean, it can be it can be relatively um, casual, but I feel like I'm pretty consistent as far as using or uh, playing with the same people so it turns into that turns into like a relationship mm-hmm. okay I can see that yeah I've seen a few of those especially when mm-hmm. uh, with players that can sometimes evolve like Pokemon or something more but um, depending how you want to go about it um, I've seen some go into that get their feelings hurt and I gotta say this taking it away is not supposed to be they don't want to go into that route I, how about I gotta say this um, I guess personally to me as I've been used to dynamics for so long that mm-hmm. I know how much a play party you really vibe well with and you're really feeling that kind of way you want to go deeper like actual dynamic like a dom sub or whatever you want to go for um they don't feel that way seeing as how BDSM the bonds can be so deep it can yeah it can hurt that can yeah. hurt as opposed to casual 
or let's say I'm not saying vanilla relationships can't be deep as well I try right, but I mean I, yeah. whenever you have those type of um, whenever you have the, there's not as much there's a lot that comes with being in like a dynamic in a oh, DS yeah. dynamic or being in a um, um, compared to just being casual there's no basically when you're in like a casual situation you got no skin in the game yeah pretty like, much you're not you're the only thing you're investing is maybe a little bit of time whereas DS not only is it your time but it's your emotions it's your body in some instances um, and oh, yeah. that can normally result in one or two things a, um, a situation in which um you flame out very quickly. Yep. Or like because there's such a an intense connection where you just flame out um, flame out very quickly or it can be one of those situations where it's almost just beyond rock solid like titanium. Like you know that other person like the back of your hand, like the back of your the inside of your eyelids. Like you know them like like better than their mom. Yeah, you know, and it can grow and blossom and become other things. And I feel like in DS Dynamics, they can evolve like very. They can evolve like you know, you can start out like in like a very egalitarian relationship, and then all of a sudden, um, and then all of a sudden it'd be like you know, all of a sudden you're you know in a DS situation, and a lot of it, and a lot of the times. Um, that turns into something else yeah. like you know it's it's kind of it's amazing to see that evolution sometimes so oh yeah i mean in my case like anybody else got skins on the wall after being in a dynamic or that type of scenario on bdsm you casually ain't quite the same anymore because you know how deep things can go make all the difference but I want to ask though, um, how long have you been in lifestyle as well? Um, well, I um, that's also a thing, um, like where I kind of say it in different ways. Um, I would say, grand total, like six years, six seven years. Okay. Um, right. so I'm like, oh wow. Um, um, but the first part of that was like just kind of dipping my feet in. And for a little bit, I um, I um, did swinging, which a lot of people do. Like it's kind of their first foray into the lifestyle, as it were. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I did like swinging, like bull cuckold, all that jazz. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, like it's nothing. Like I don't look on upon that time like in shame, or like I don't regret it at all. So like it's not hard for me to talk about because i've oh, yeah. heard people say oh they, like they don't like swingers or anything like that i was like well a lot of us start out that way so i feel like you should like kind of take a take a step back like you know don't be a judgmental asshole oh yeah i know exactly because i've been asked to be in bull myself that's why i know it's, oh you've been too <laughs> right yeah i mean it's got its perks don't but the second like in my in the, my particular case um like you know i've you know, being, I hate to say it any better, but you're being scouted by, you know, a couple and they're talking <laughs> to you. 
make a trip out of crazy person and everything. You know, it's like he has a really nice smile. He's so big, like tall and handsome. Blah 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 blah. And yep. you know, um, you know, they're you're making sure you know you're decently eloquent. And then you know, <laughs> they end up taking you out to steak dinner, <laughs> whining and dining you. <laughs> and um, then you know, it's like hey. We've had a couple of drinks, go back to our place, you know, and it's great. Like it starts out really good and you do the things and, you know, um, like it's fun. And then they're like, hey, can we see you again? You get familiar with them. <coughs> In my particular <laughs> instance, all that happens. And, you know, probably two months, three months down the line of, yeah. of like almost every weekend going out, like, you know, going to the club, going out to dinner, texting. Like with both the husband and the wife, um, you know, you know that uh, infamous N-word slips out. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm I did not sign up for that. <laughs> that is one of the reasons for why whenever I had couples ask me to bull on that, because I know it's all well and good, you know, you know, everybody doing their thing, and they'll, you know, somebody gets a little bit too familiar, and you know, and I, boom. <laughs> Yep, that's a good. I, the thing is, is that's happened to me twice. Oh no! Like I've been in, like, yeah, that's happened to me twice. So it's like, yeah, like um, I've had maybe four kind of situations that were similar. Some of them ended naturally. Um, like, that's yeah, I'll say four or five. Um, three of them ended naturally. The two instances, those two instances, like left me off. Like I was like, man, I'm not doing this ever again. Jesus. So, dang it. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I'm. I wanted. I can tell now. Lately, I'm glad that I'm seeing more and more black people in kink. And don't get me wrong. I mean, right. If you love somebody. I see that love in all kind of races. No biggie. But I've also seen when it mm-hmm. comes to the whole black bull, as I've been approached, and I'm pretty sure many others have. That is something that happens. And I always tell guys, you know, you know, you'll be wary because that may come up, man. You know, some don't care. Some do. I, personally, for me, I care. I know it got on my nerves. Um, so, and I most definitely care. So. Yeah, some, they just go ahead. I did have one guy talking about he would go ahead and just go into town, the wife, and, and the guy in the background just um, uh, watch from the closet. She'd come, give me that nigga. He's like, oh, what? What? And he's like, oh, what? I no. <laughs> like seriously, dude. So yeah, man. I mean, I'm already in there, man. Might as well. Oh, no, no, man, no. <laughs> I said I am pulling out and going home, man. Forget it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Nope. No, no, thank some, you. No, some guys no, don't no, don't care. I heard some horror story, man. It's it's happened more often than people realize. And you know, sometimes, I mean, sometimes I think that yes, I know people have kinks and fetishes, but sometimes I feel like as if though my personal opinion that they use it as a way for now they can call them the n-word when they feel like it because it's under the guise of what they're doing you know like a like a like a backdoor entry right that is, that is my my two cents on that one sometimes um what would you say would be one of the kinkiest stories you probably have in the lifestyle um wow okay so um <laughs> So like, <laughs> oof, oof. I'm not <laughs> saying that like I'm like the you know 
Ace Boone Coon or nothing, like the best <laughs> of all, whatever. But my stories is crazy. Like, oh, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's that. Like, yeah, that all hell. Yeah, that's the reaction. <laughs> that's, that's the reaction that you're going to be like, oh, hell. But, like, I mean, I feel like all my interactions, all my, um, all of my experiences have been, um, for the most part, very pleasant or very unique in some way, shape, or form. Right. Um, be specific about one particular instance. Um, hmm. <laughs> um, so, um, say again. I can tell the deep one, man. I said, oh, you take take time on that, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I have, um, like, uh, I'm um, also a photographer, obviously. By ho- I'm a photographer as well, by hobby. Oh, yeah. Um, I take, take pictures of my rope and everything. Um, if you want to follow me at Decolonize Kink, that's decolonize.kink. Um, and I take pictures outside at dungeons uh, and in just random places sometimes. Um, I also like to take pictures in hotel rooms. Right. Um, one of my things to do is to steal luggage carts, not steal them, <laughs> actually take them away, but, but <laughs> take them to the room and I like to suspend from them. It's kind of a guilty pleasure of mine. No. Um, I don't mean to inconvenience anybody or anything like that, but it's just fun to do. So Good. I go up with the luggage cart have my uh the person i'm going to be tying to it sometimes it's planned sometimes it's not in this particular plan in this particular case it was planned okay so um she brought her friend um to kind of spot you know make sure everything's on the level um and uh so we're doing things like i'm tying um sometimes i can be really rough Sometimes I'm very sensual. This time I was particularly rough. This person actually kind of liked that. All right. Um, the friend um, sitting there watching, like a little bit on the like the face was horrified. Oh. Um, like, like oh, like you know, like what are you doing? Oh my god. <laughs> um, and you know, after I get her up, I like to like tease and you know, kind of like poke and prod, you know just kind of play with what I've you know play with my new little uh not chew toy but you know like my little thing that's out there um so you know sometimes I like to do impact sometimes I like to do force orgasms force orgasms are a lot of fun especially when somebody's completely back they can't fight it and you know you can rub them wrong so anyways she got off like four or five times um you know like using Hitachi um and you know she's sitting there and not sitting there but like kind of hanging out and like you see the puppy dog eyes I'm a soccer for like like puppy dog eyes the second I see him I'm like are you done are you done and okay when I see a sucker <laughs> doesn't mean I'm gonna have to make me want to hurt you more there we go um, there we go <laughs> <laughs> she gives me the eyes and I'm like oh it's okay now we're getting started anyways so we do um, I continue going in she's like alright like she kind of like there was like a like a, a kind of a 
the best way I can say was a it was no longer puppy dog eyes like oh, oh I don't like that or it was more like kind of like all right it's time to come down kind of look mm-hmm. and read it do a little bit more and then bring it down mind you I'm not paying attention to the friend oh so I bring down and the friend is <laughs> the friend is masturbating <laughs> while I'm getting no. so I was about to say I you okay there she's like i'm good y'all keep going it's oh, like wow. um can we help you can i help you bro it was on a motherfucking poppy <laughs> oh my god i i really didn't know that i was going to be having um a threesome with two new people um but that's the thing that happened sometimes but uh i mean i guess that's like kind of like on the vanilla side of sto- of like things that I can do, it's very much so like one of my favorite stories to tell. But yeah, there you go. <laughs> I can imagine the reactions you may have had. Like, so um, you okay with that? Yeah, totally fine. Just steadily, just looking right at you and steadily doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. Oh, like I'm the whole time I'm thinking like her friends like so shocked like oh she's making like the worst disgusting faces turn around all I see is like like flick 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 oh, what that's why I always said for me um, force orgasm especially some of the best when you really build it up so yeah I can imagine the kind of faces they were making <laughs> oh my god <laughs> okay um I guess going back to that um I want to know what were probably the things about BDSM that you don't like, and what's the thing about BDSM you like the most? Um, I don't like politics. Yes. Um, popularity contests. Yep. Um, I don't know why I'm going with the P's right now, but that seems to be a, a motif. Go all P. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, popularity contests and po- and politics. Um, yeah. Um, unprepared people unprepared people people who are put and thrust into a certain position this goes along with popularity contests people are pushed and thrust into certain positions and just because they have a face or a name or or are associated with a name they're pushed into a certain pit position or um like given a chance to do something bigger or monetize what they have yeah and they fuck like i'm sorry it's the best way I can say it. It's like, they are not good. They haven't put any work. They haven't put any time. They happen to have a couple positive attributes about them. And I will always give them due respect. But, you know, you got to put time in. You got to make sure, you know, what is it called when they say, uh, got to... Um, uh, being consistent. Pay the game or what's it called when you, like, you got you to gotta do your time, you know? Oh, yeah. So, like, people who haven't done their time and they're coming out here coming out going into the public and you know doing ratchet rope and horrible oh. scenes and like ratchet rope, rope. like Rat- ratchet-, ratchet rope <laughs> yeah that's actually that sounds like a fantastic oh, uh, oh my God. <laughs> that's funny man. I, I need to get that <laughs> that's trademark ratchet rope trademark painting ratchet that's um, hilarious but yeah you're right i yeah. i believe like anything else whatever you are you need to own your craft i mean i I know people in the lifestyle been over 10, 10 years still learning. Everybody still has to learn, no matter how good you are. The problem we have a lot of people. Yeah, you, you, get, you, get, you, 
you have to be able to like if um there's i hate to bring um faith into it but um like there's a bible verse it's um i think it's timothy um um, show yourself approved a work man who need not be ashamed but rightly divine in the word of truth my dad used to say that a lot um as a way of basically saying hey you don't want to be caught off guard not knowing something yeah. you don't want somebody to come to you and be like hey do you know how to do this and then basically shame you and embarrass you yeah so yeah make sure you're prepared and what you do make sure you're studied if you don't know how to tell show and I feel like a lot of people who are getting into the scene are doing it because for clout, they're doing it for popularity, they're doing it because they can possibly monetize it, which is all fun and good. But be good at it before you like make money from it. Oh yeah, I completely agree with that. Like you be self-aware enough to be able to say, "Hey, I'm good at this." Like that's just one of my things that's kind of been like in my mind recently because I'm just like last year was the first time I started trying to, you know, make this skill that I've been learning for six, five, six years, mm-hmm. use it to make money. Um, and it's like, I had to learn it for four years and I did it all for the love. I did it all for passion. I did it all because it was something that drove me because I wanted to be without a doubt, one of the best riggers, not just black riggers, but one of the best riggers out there. Like when you see my photos, when you see me um, play a dungeon, you have no doubts. Like that dude's got skill. Mm-hmm. Like just despite how I look, and a lot of times people discount me just because of the way I look. Oh, I know that. I've had people like check me and be like, "Hey, are you sure you know how to do this, buddy? I can tie circles around you, my dude. Back up." <laughs> Yeah, I'm so like that's one of the things I don't like. I'm sorry, I'm going, I'm going in circles, but like that's one of the things I don't like the politics, and I had to bring it up. But the mad racism, it sucks. It sucks. But yeah, um, like it's very apparent, especially when you see a lot of uh, a lot of like tokenism in the community. Like it's very blatant. And that's one of the things that I feel like I'm probably going to start talking about like on my platform and hopefully share on other platforms and ways I think we can combat it. No, that part is very much true. That's why uh, I always tell you to go ahead and take your time and try to study, try to learn where you're going right. to go too far. In my case, uh, right, right, I did a speech. I don't mind it so much. But I did a speech class. I'm sorry. And, um, everything up a little while back during college and I had people tell me back then I should start doing radio because my voice and I, oh, I, I you have a fantastic voice I, I never I never took it seriously back then and you know I tried um talking my family about it and that thing I know I found a thing about anchor and see how it was and I just made this this podcast literally um a little bit it's it's about over just barely over three months. I just got to like forty four point five hundred listens, and I'm I'm really happy about that. And I did not go this far in such a short time. And I know I still got a lot to learn and figure out here. I've been slowly just going after thing and growing as time goes by. I'll be a better podcaster, 
So I know if anybody can tell you that for anybody who's starting any kind of craft, I think that you can never become so much of a master. You can never learn something new. It's the ones that so far are gone and so up their butt that they think that they're the best and nothing else can be learned. That those are the ones that start to stagnate. Right. Start to stagnate. No right. doubt. You cannot be stagnant. In anything that you do, you can't be stagnant. That's completely correct. Like, and by the way, anybody who's listening to this, he sounds like this in real life. <laughs> like, the dude is like on some Morgan Freeman shit. Like, I don't get it. Sense. It's amazing. Oh, um, but you're right. You can't be stagnant in any part. What, what, if you want to be good at something, you cannot allow yourself to be stagnant. Don't get me wrong. Taking breaks, like I was talking about before, taking breaks, like take, putting something aside, no longer obsessing about it, finding another focus. It's always good for your mental, but try not to stay stagnant. Nobody wants to see the same tricks. Nobody wants to hear the same topics. You know, I mean, talking about your, your podcasting, like nobody wants to like hear the same things, hear the same people. Yep. They want to mix it up. You want variety oh, yeah. in what we both do. You cannot be stagnant. So you're right. That's why I wish, especially now that as Black Kink is dead, it's nice to see our people actually trying to come together and they see so many different styles. I mean, I like doing ASMR and the stories and confessions, that kind of thing all around. As long as BDSM is all around the place. Um, I'm seeing more doing interviews and talks and uh, just chilling out, having to get together on there. It's, it's pretty much something I've been wanting to see for a while. And now it's slowly starting to happen. I mean, I know this uh, um, the virus going around has been kind of getting hectic a little lately, and <laughs> it's been a little, it's been a little wild. <laughs> it's been affecting stocks and all kinds of stuff. But um, it's nice to see that we're still finding ways to unite. And um, right, and I love I like I I don't be I was like. This this just crossed my mind, but um, there's a quote that um, that uh, Issa Rae has. Um, Sorry about that. Um, There's a quote that Issa Rae has, um, and uh, basically she's saying like, "I'm for anybody black," (laughs) and that's what I'm about right now, especially in the king space. Like, I'm for anybody black. If I see somebody who's like shining, yo. Give them a spotlight. Anytime I see somebody, like especially on Instagram, I give them a shout. That's how, like, basically, I mean, we kind of knew about each other through yeah. through uh, Lady Siren, yeah. yeah. But we like we hadn't met, no. but I felt like I saw your stuff and I was like, hey, that's another person. Share that shit. Oh yeah. Like man. I'm I'm gonna offer people like me, like because when I came in, I didn't see nobody like me. Like when uh, one of one of the pioneers of Black King died recently, actually, oh, no. uh, Jack Hammer XL, oh, no. one of the first black tops I had ever seen in my life. Actually, the first black road top I had ever seen in my life. Jeez. He died, I think, yesterday or uh, two days ago. Good God! And like, yeah, I think he. I think it was natural, um, natural circumstances, but still, like. I remember sending him a message probably two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, man, like this is probably four years into my journey. And like, man, you inspired me to do this shit, man. Like, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have even thought about doing this shit. 
if it wasn't for you. Like, you know, this is from a porn star, dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is to a porn star. Okay. And, like, I'm not to min- trying to minimize what he did because, obviously, I hold him in very high regard. Yeah. But, you know, most people don't say that kind of stuff about porn stars. But I feel like he's built a lot more than that. So whenever I see somebody like a shining, somebody like... Um, uh, um, she go, um, he, they go by Mari, King Mari. Mari. Um, Skin on Instagram. Bruh, they were on a podcast that did like half a million. Oh, oh, um, they're just they doing they doing big things out there in New York. Whew, bruh, oh my god! Like horrible decision podcast. Horrible, like, horrible decisions. They they making numbers. Holy shit. horrible decision. <laughs> oh, I'm a, I'm a all of this. I'm always rep for them, like, like because they doing big things, like showing, like, yo, we out here, and yeah. like whenever they have people like us on, it makes me feel a little bit more secure, a little bit more valid, a little bit more seen, um, in just the world at large, like, for the most part, and the reason why I created my Instagram account is because we needed to be seen. We do, but little did I, we're doing it on a bigger scale. Like, I'm always, like, don't get me wrong, I tie people who aren't black, I tie people who aren't melanated um, from time to time, but I'm going to always showcase our lovely black queens. I'm going to always show yeah. uh, other people of color, other, like, even, like, sometimes I tie tie dudes. I do. I tie um, um, men. I tie women. I tie bigger women. Like, I want to make sure that, you know, our beautiful BBWs. I know that's a redundancy, but it's okay. I know. I know. Um, hey, we need to have more black women. I, want, I just want to make sure that everybody's represented because kink doesn't look one way. Kink looks like the goddamn rainbow. So I want to make sure that we stay out here repping and make sure that not just one voice or one picture or one look is seen, that we're all seen. Hey, because who knows you know like some person coming into the community who doesn't know better sees my side and it's like yo he's doing it I can do it that's how my little guy got like I'm I'm not that like on that level of like horrible decisions but you know who knows so I'm sorry I feel like I ran it for a little bit there so I apologize I can feel the passion going all out the body there man <laughs> like in my case, I um, uh, seeing especially when it comes to BBWs, I know we need more black women in kink, and I'm glad we're seeing we're Facts. seeing more black women doing this thing. Got more being tied, more being suspended. I really want to get suspended too. That's something I really want to get into. Uh, more doing the rope knots, everything else. More being rigging. It's just going all around the place, and I really it's not yeah. more like in people, more like monetizing that as well. That, I mean, to be honest, if I I could find yeah, a way to see how much it has changed. I, re- I really ain't got really a number on it, but I wish I could see the number mm-hmm. of how much black folks have got into kink now over the last 10 years. To me, it's like it's pretty huge. I'm really thinking how far we really have gotten, but um, I'm pretty sure we'll be probably seeing that year from now. We'll probably have somebody going to make a, <laughs> going to get on the computer and put it down there percentage wise how much we have changed in kink. But um, um, anything else you'd like to say before we close today? 
Um, not much other than like, you know, everybody, you know, be good, stay kinky to each other, like stay kinky, don't be discouraged, like just because uh, you don't see somebody like you in your area who's doing the things that you want to do, don't be discouraged, we're out here. Um, uh, another, just plug my Instagram again, um, at Decolonized Kink, um, that's decolonized.kink. Um, actually, I'm going to be launching uh, my own kinky cast uh, here shortly, um, hopefully, like I'll have a Mr. Noir on there with me. We'll do it. Um, and also I'm gonna be in Houston. Huh? I will do it. <laughs> I will rep it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm also gonna be in Houston next week um, on the 14th. Um, um, hopefully I'm gonna be tying some people um, who wanna be tied. Um, if you want more details, just feel free to DM me. Um, and yeah. Be good, be nice, stay kinky. That's all I got to say. I mean, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, man. No problem at all, man. And um, for all you who are listening, I thank you for taking the time to hear us out. And I hope you hear from us again some other time. Until next time, everybody. Hello, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you have any kinky stories or confessions that you really want to have me read on this podcast, you can just send it to my email at bdsmnoirlife at gmail.com. Or you can find it in pretty much my bio on Anchor or my Instagram. Anyway, if you also want to find more bonus stories or ASMR, Y'all can check out my Patreon. I'll be constantly be putting more and more content of whatever comes in my life. But anyway, until next time.